0: InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. They say breaking up is hard to do, especially when it comes to getting a divorce. Things can get complicated and difficult, and there are some new trends to be aware of. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Michigan-based attorney Henry Gornbein. He has more than 40 years of experience in family law and has written a book called Divorce Demystified, Everything You Need to Know Before You File for Divorce. Mr. Gornbein, welcome to InfoTrack.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: So what are the current statistics? The common number thrown around for decades is that 50% of marriages end in divorce, but is that accurate?
1: I think it's fairly accurate. What you'll find is that over the years first marriages perhaps it's a slightly lower percentage as far as the divorce rate and second marriage is often a higher divorce rate but what's interesting in a new dynamic that's been happening in the last few years is the fact that social media and Facebook have had a tremendous impact on the divorce rate think of the fact that before we had social media if someone wanted to stray they could do it by you know meeting someone through the water cooler at the office, going to a local bar. If you wanted access, gambling, it wasn't as easy as it is now. But you have a different world, and now when I was writing the book, 20% of all marriages were naming Facebook or social media as a major reason for their demise. Now it's up to a third.
0: That's amazing.
1: You know, Human beings have their proclivities, their idiosyncrasies, the need for forbidden fruit, for lack of a better word. And you have the fact that with the click of a button, you can be in a different world. With a keystroke, you could be accessing dating sites. You could be accessing Ashley Madison, which is a site for married people to have affairs. And now that you had this security breach, so a lot of marriages were impacted by the fact that suddenly all this supposed private information was out there. I've had cases where people have run off. Because they met high school sweethearts again through Facebook. I was in the middle of a divorce where custody of three children is the main issue. And all of a sudden, wife reconnects with an old high school sweetheart through Facebook and then moves to the state of Washington in the middle of a divorce, leaving the husband and three children behind. Hmm. She did come back, and we did settle it, and she moved to Washington, and dad got custody. So you have all these things that are available on the Internet that just weren't there a few years ago. So it's a different world.
0: I read a stat recently that in 1990, fewer than 1 in 10 persons who got divorced was over the age of 50. But today, 1 in 4 getting divorced is 50 and older. Do you have any theories as to why that is?
1: You know, the goal is you get married for better, for worse, for life. But people didn't live as long as they do now. And you have a lot of situations where people are staying in marriages. You know, they'll stay until the children graduate high school or they're old saying we're waiting until the dog dies. And then you're looking at each other and if you have a lot in common great but a lot of people just don't have anything in common and they're saying well the children are out of the house this is not what I want to spend the rest of my life this is not the person I love anymore and you see these great divorces I have a lot of cases with people getting divorced in their 50s and 60s what's sad about it is the fact that if you're in your 30s or 40s you can recoup you can rebuild But when you're in your 50s and 60s, first of all, you're approaching retirement age if you haven't already retired. Second of all, if you're trying to get into the job market, it's almost impossible. And when you're dividing things, and in most states and in most cases, marital assets are divided on a 50-50 basis, where you're dividing savings, you're dividing real estate, you're dividing retirement plans. Well, now you have half, and you're going out in the world again, and it's tough.
0: What do you think the biggest misconception about divorce is for those who are heading into that process?
1: Well, one thing I will say, it's one of the worst things you can go through in your lifetime. And the worst thing in a lifetime, tragically, is the death of a child, of course. Second is the death of a spouse in an intact marriage. Third is divorce. Divorces are gut-wrenching. And especially if you've been married a long time, especially if you have children, there are answers, but they're not good and they're not easy. And one thing I write about, one of the chapters, I talk about what I call four aspects of divorce. The first aspect is the legal divorce. This is where a judge says you're divorced, and you sign some papers, and you are legally divorced. But that's just really the tip of the iceberg. Because when you look at things, the second aspect, and to me the most important, is the psychological divorce. We're psychologically intertwined when we're in a relationship, when we're married. And when you want to end the marriage, If both people in a marriage are ready to move on and they're saying, okay, it didn't work, let's move on, you have a simple divorce with little or no fireworks, with maybe one or two court appearances and very simple dissolution of a marriage. But let's say one of the other spouses is angry, perhaps because there's an affair, perhaps because there's abuse, perhaps because you know there's been a a lot of problems. And there you start having the psychological problems. And when there are the psychological problems problems, then you have more legal problems and more of a warfare. And the worst case is what I call the never-ending divorce. And these are the cases that attorneys and judges hate because these are the cases where either because someone is so psychologically disturbed or so bitter and angry that even long after the divorce is final, they are still fighting. They are dragging their children back into court again and again and again over visitation issues, over things like vaccinations, over extra school issues, over religious upbringing. And these are the people who can't let go. And the tragedies, they spend sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars on costs and fees. And the children are the losers. The third aspect is the economic aspect, because in a divorce... You're dividing things. You're dividing property. You're dividing savings, investments, pensions. You're also deciding how debts are going to be handled. Then you have spousal support, which is what alimony is called in some states. Is it going to be paid? If so, how much and how long? Then you have child support based upon the economics and the needs and incomes of the parties and the children. And no one's ever happy. Last but not least, in three major religions, we have a religious aspect to divorce. In Judaism, we have a get, which is a religious divorce that is controlled by the husband. In the Islamic faith, you have a similar proceeding done by a sheik, and the man controls this. And in both these religions, if you're religious, the woman cannot remarry in the Jewish or Islamic faith without this religious divorce. Finally, in Catholicism, there is an annulment requirement if you want to remarry within the church and have the sanctities of the church. No other religion touches divorce, but these three do.
0: Our guest on InfoTrack is Michigan-based attorney Henry Gornbein. He has more than 40 years of experience in family law and is now the author of Divorce Demystified, Everything You Need to Know Before You File for Divorce. You've mentioned children a number of times, and obviously they are the primary concern, I think, in most cases. And I think most fathers just automatically assume that custody would be awarded to the mother. But you write that times are changing.
1: Times are changing, times have changed. Where I practice, and I practice in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan, the presumption now is in most cases, you're dealing with joint legal and joint physical custody. You're dealing with situations more and more where the children are spending approximately half the time with each parent. They may be with mom on Mondays and Tuesdays, dad on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then alternate weekends. That's called a 225, where they never go more than five days without seeing the other parent. I have other cases where it could be one week on, one week off, with perhaps a Wednesday overnight. But the trend is, in fact, in a lot of the courtrooms, the judge will say, I'm a 50-50 judge, so unless you can show me a good reason why not, I'm going to grant equal custody to each parent. And that, where I practice, has become more and more of the rule. That's not true nationwide, and it's going to vary from state to state. 10, 15 years ago, yes. Mothers were the primary parent unless you had a Mr. Mom. That's changed drastically.
0: Perhaps it varies from state to state and obviously how cooperative each party is, but is there some average length of a divorce proceeding from start to finish?
1: The length of time is going to vary on, first of all, whether there are children. Second of all, are there a lot of assets, are there a lot of issues to be contested? As well as the attitude of the parties, if people want a simple divorce, it can be simple, it doesn't have to be expensive, and it can be done quickly. On the other hand, if people are just saying, I want to get that last pound of flesh, so to speak, I don't care what it takes, I'm going to spend every dime to attack and do whatever I can to vilify my soon-to-be ex, then you're going to have cases that drag on for months and that cost many, many thousands of dollars. I'd say most divorces are done in less than a year.
0: Attorney Henry Gornbein. he has practiced for more than 40 years in Michigan and has written a book called Divorce Demystified, Everything You Need to Know Before You File for Divorce. Henry, do you have a website?
1: The book website is divorcedemystifiedbook.com. My law firm website is lipidokeefgormbein.com.
0: Well, thank you again for joining us on InfoTrack today.
1: Thank you so much for having me as a guest.
0: I appreciate it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication
1: Networks of Chicago.